People's Champ Radio. We in the building, man. It's Roy Mack in here. Y'all know how we do it, man. Every single Sunday afternoon, Roy Mack and Cash, People's Champ Radio. Hit us up on the YouTube channel, man, People's Champ Radio. You can rate, comment, subscribe. iTunes, we over there in the podcast section as well. iHeartRadio, we coming soon, man. Y'all know what it is. FEDDPC, that's the movement, man. Y'all know what's popping, man. DPC, y'all always going to be the plug. Lot to get into today, man. Ain't going to be too long. It's just Roy Mack, man. But I got somebody that's going to... I'm actually... I don't know if they're going to... Are they going to call in? I'm going to call... Am I calling them? What's going on? I'm calling... Uh, nobody knows. All right. Fuck it. I'll call him. I'll call him. But a lot has gone on since the last People's Champ. Man, it's only been a week. We got a new national champion. Well... An old national champion who's now the new national champion. We're set in the AFC right now with who's going to be in the title game. Working on the NFC title game. Currently, as we're recording this, the Vikings are leading the Saints right now. Uh, Man, since the last time we talked to you, the Cavs seem to be imploding. We don't know what's going on right now. We're going to break down the Cavaliers situation. We'll get into some other stuff today, too, man. We know where the shitholes are uh, this week as well. We know where the shitholes are, according to the White House. So that's why I was feeling a little old school today, man. Had to play, play some of that old, old C murder, Master P and them boys. You dig what I'm saying? So, hey, man, rock with us. People's Champ Radio, man. Y'all get with it. Let me let me make this call real quick, man. I got to make a call to somebody. Because if you listen to this platform right here on People's Champ, I don't rock with the SEC. It's just not something I do. Um, I just feel like. They get overrated in the SEC. So I'm, I'm going to make a call real quick, man. I'm going to make a phone call um, to somebody who is a big, not only an SEC fan, but even worse, is a Bama fan. So, yeah, hit that, hit them up real quick. No, no, no. Call them right now live. No. Hey, in the words of Bill O'Reilly, fuck it. We'll do it live. Call his ass live right now. Get him on the line. There you go. Yeah, man. People's Champ Radio, man. Y'all want to y'all wanna talk that fly stuff, man. It's People's Champ Radio over here. Y'all know how we get down. You want to know where we at? You looking for me? Here, here we go. Now nobody want to answer now. Yo, yo. What's this going is PCR? on? PCR? This is PCR, People's Champ Radio. We in the building. We live. What's good? What's good, brother? Hey, Roll tide. Here we go. Let's get right into it then, man. We're not going to waste no time. Let's get into it. Um, I talked about it last week on this program, how I hate the SEC. It's really no hate for any individual team, but I hate the SEC. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Well, you know, listen, the the uh, this little tournament, this little play college football playoff has basically been turned into the Alabama Invitational, right? In which the committee finds a way to get Alabama in the in the in the seating every single season. So this is what it's turned into, man. But right now on the line with me is a is a uh, well an Alabama apologist and an Alabama fan. Uh, who's calling in to talk a little bit about the national championship game. So what say you, man? I say that that game was full of uh, missed calls by the refs, and I'm going to talk about the refs a little bit later here on People's Channel, wow. uh, okay. about the refs in the college and, and, and in the NFL. Horrible refereeing, uh, horrible, horrible officiating over the last – it's been embarrassing for the last couple of weeks. So I saw some bad officiating. Um, I saw some poor coaching out of Georgia, and I saw – uh, Nick Saban turned into a genius in which he should have been made to look like a fool. What say you, sir? Uh, as far as the officiating, I'm going to start there. Uh, well, actually, let me let me back up. 
Uh, first, I just want to uh, say it's a pleasure and an honor uh, to be invited to be on PCR. Uh, hey, man, happy and proud of what y'all doing, man. You and uh, Cash, and uh, y'all keep it up, man. Keep it up. Um, hey, man, don't, man, hey, don't, uh, don't try to suck up right now. Right now, you're hey, going hey, one-on-one with hey, the great one. Hey, eventually, man. Um, you'll probably be in this, uh, in this, in this maroon, man, this roll tie, uh, <laughs> red. So, uh, one day, one day. But, uh, but yeah, man, with the, with the officiating, I'm, I'm gonna say, um, uh, there were a lot of bad calls in that game, but I would say it went both ways. And there was not a single call that I thought changed the outcome of the game at the end. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 my input in regards to that. So, so let's so let, let I know it's a week old now on the game, so some of the things might be a little fuzzy for you. Let's talk about when you say bad calls both ways, because I don't think that there were bad calls. I just think that there were very convenient missed calls on Alabama. That's what I think. Holding, I know there was a couple uh, holding calls that were missed. Well, I, I mean, and I don't even really go to, to me. I don't even really go to holding. Let's go to um, the block punt to start the second half. Okay. That's a huge. That's a huge missed call by the by the officials. Because they, if you remember, they called they called Georgia offsides when they weren't. And if you go back when they showed the replay, it was actually Bama who false started. So there was no offsides on Georgia. Bama false started, and Georgia the still was, blocked the, the punt. The guy was already two steps on the other side of the line. False. That's why. That's why we moved. False. So, the okay. guy had the guy took two steps and was running toward the line, but he stopped. He never went over the line. It was a horrible wow. one. Of, it was one of the worst calls I've seen in a while. I'll be honest with you. I still have it recorded. I'll, I'll rewatch it tonight. Watch the tape, man. The guy never goes offsides. So that that's a big call because you you just inserted this freshman quarterback in. They went three and out. Now you're going to get the ball inside the twenty, and you're probably going to get at least a field goal out of it. And who knows what happens from there? That's a huge. That's a huge call. Then you have a, a face mask that gets missed against Georgia, where they clearly grab the running back's face mask on a big play. That conveniently gets missed. But, you know, those officials, they saw that face mask against Bama, though, late in the game. You see how this works, my dude? You see how you see what's going on there? And I'm not one to talk about officials because I agree with you. I think that Georgia still should have uh, handled their business. So I'm not blaming it on officials, but I am going to point out a few things for you there, man. There you go. Hey, man, at the end of the day, the game was won. Oh, here we Alabama go. Alabama coming out and doing what they were supposed to do in the second half. And the genius, the genius <laughs> Nick Saban. Now nah, he's a genius. So you like yeah. the move of him bringing in a true freshman in the national championship game that hadn't really played oh, wow. any significant minutes. You like that move. You I support mean, it, that. It was, it, was, it was scary. It was, it was scary. Trust me, as a fan, it was real scary. But we, we had no choice. And, a lot, and, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of uh, – there's, there's not there's not many coaches out there that would have made that change. You said you had I, I no, would probably say what was the score? What was the halftime deficit for Bama? Uh, we were down uh, at half. I want to say we were down seventeen. No, we weren't down seventeen points. You were down. You were down. I think either thirteen or ten. Ten or thirteen. But I think I want to say ten. It wasn't a seven. I don't think it was. Was it seven? I don't think it was seventeen. Seventeen. I can't. I think it was 13 or 10. So I think it was like, it wasn't that, it wasn't a blowout yet, right? It, it, it was not a blow. 17, I'd have been like, yeah, y'all in drugs. It wasn't a blowout quite yet. And Jalen Hurts, this is the way that Jalen Hurts has played not only all this season, but hell, this is the way he played last year. And let me also say this. You're a Bama fan, so I know you watched the national title last year. Did Jalen Hurts or did Jalen Hurts not show up last year? He was probably, outside of Deshaun Watson, the best player on the field last year. I, I would agree. 
I would agree. But what I'm saying is all year, all year, what we've seen from Jalen is him not throwing the ball down the field. Agreed. And and first half against Georgia, what we saw was them not even scared of anybody throwing the ball down the field, loading up the box, us not being allowed to run, and us, us in a in a two a, a two touchdown deficit. But my reason for saying that I thought it was a panic move by 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 Nick Saban was this. That's the way Jalen Hurts has played all season. And so he's never been able to throw the ball downfield. So here's why I'm saying Nick Saban isn't a genius like people were saying he, he is. So basically, understand, and you know this, they barely got in the playoff. If a couple teams take care of their business, um, the final games of the season, Bama doesn't even get into the playoffs. I, I agree with that. Well, okay. They should have took care of their business. Right. The best team no. in, in the nation got in. <laughs> this guy. So I'm agreeing with you, right? People should take care of their business. But – you're saying that this guy's a genius, but he didn't put in this kid that apparently can throw the ball downfield, and he decided to lose a game with Jalen Hurts and almost cost him a national title. But that guy's a genius because he put him in in the national. That was a panic move, man. Dude panic is like, all right, come on, man. I'm going to get a scapegoat. Because, listen, if he puts that freshman in and they lose, then everybody still really blames Jalen Hurts, if you're being honest. For, for, not, for not doing what he was supposed to do. Right. Okay. So Nick Saban as a hey, coach, but also, but, ahead, but also ahead. every Bama every Bama fan knows exactly what we had on the bench as well. So if he doesn't make that move, you're telling me that we don't blame Saban for even giving the well, giving the freshman an uh, opportunity. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that because I didn't hear any in large numbers. I didn't hear any talk from Bama contingent when they were on the outside looking in that, hey man, why ain't he playing that freshman? I didn't hear I didn't hear people clamoring for that. Uh, I will tell you, I've been talking about this freshman since uh, probably week two and three this year. Again. Just because I saw, you know. You saw what? Like Hold said, on. What did, what did you see in week two? Us still not throwing the ball down the field. When we have when we have Ridley, we have Rose, we have a lot of talent okay. on the outside that can, get, that can get open and make big-time plays, but we're not giving an opportunity. We're throwing the ball five yards here and there, nickel and diamond it, Throwing the ball in the backfield, and that, that's that's but, our game. But you know, when the you old, go up against a defense like like Georgia, or I would say even Clemson this year, we we played we played great. But I think Clemson played horrible against us. First of all, I love the we, I love when you say we as if somehow like you you're on the squad. But anyway, um, roll, roll tight, roll tight. <laughs> but anyway, here's what I'm saying, right? The backup quarterback is always the most popular guy on the team. Everybody knows that. The, whoever the backup quarterback is, everybody always feels like he can do a better job. What I'm saying is, because listen, Bama had some tough games this year that w- w- where they weren't really scoring. And I didn't hear people saying, hey, we can be blowing people out if they put the freshman in. I didn't hear people saying that. That's what I'm saying. If you knew you had that, and I don't think that kid is as good as he showed. I think that for whatever reason, Georgia wanted to play like their big brothers, the Falcons. And decided that they just, you know. Uh, Did you say you don't think he's good? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think he's as good as he showed. Hook, bro. He okay. came. He came in the game and like his first four passes were like literally every pass he threw was minimum thirty yard down the field. Like everything he was throwing was deep. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is I think for whatever reason Georgia, and and shame on Georgia because they had just played Oklahoma, which is a vertical passing team. So it wasn't. Sure. It wasn't like that was you know out of the out of the blue. Yeah, you had just played them last game. So, and a quarterback that could run. And yeah, I agree. So shame on Georgia. Trust me, I'm not coming on here being a, a being a Georgia apologist. Shame on Georgia for losing that game. Um, I didn't give a damn who won because the entire SEC is overrated, um, and it and it's reflected in their bowl record. 
Um, and you know, it's a cold world out here, man. I don't know about the overrated stuff, man. But uh, you don't know about that. What are you talking great, about? It's great football in the SEC, man. Great football. Top three teams in the SEC are 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 good. Now, after you get out, after you come out of Bama, Georgia, and I'll I'll I'm willing to give you Auburn, even though they kissed a the baby, uh, in 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 the uh, in their bowl game. I'll give you Auburn. After that, yeah, it's a drop, man. It's a big drop. It's a big drop. So LSU is a, is a huge drop. Yeah, LSU Texas A and M huge drop. Yeah, okay. that those you naming bad teams. Those are those bad are, those teams. Those are huge. Those are huge drops. Okay. Those are bad teams. Got it. Name Got it. Bro. Got and, it. And, and, and been, they're in the SEC. They're in the SEC. See, that's the SEC mind. My, uh, 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 that's the way you guys think about it, right? That's your mindset over in the SEC. Is that hey, the only reason their record is so bad is because they're playing SEC teams. That's just flawed logic. <laughs> That's just flawed logic, bro. Because then they, they go and play in bowl games and get smacked up. You know, it was a cold world. Hey, man. You, you, you sound like an SEC hater, man. I'm really That's not. What I, That's what I hear. I just what hate, I hear. Well, here's what I know next year, what's going to happen. What's going to happen next year is that we're going to see probably five SEC teams in the top 15 next year. Based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> based on the fact that they're in the SEC. <laughs> we're going to see five teams in the top 15. And you know, just like I know, it's very difficult to come from unranked or or far down in the rankings to make it to the college football playoff. You got to have basically everybody in front of you lose two games. And you know, okay. So, so, so you you mean to tell me that Bama, Georgia, and uh, Auburn don't 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 deserve to be in the top ten? Uh, well, no. Well, first of all, let's back up. Bama didn't even win their – here's how ridiculous it is in SEC. Not only did Bama not win the SEC outright, they didn't even play Georgia, another SEC team. So they, it's a team in the conference that they played in the championship. They didn't play in regular conference play. The team, the other team that they ended up playing in the championship, they lost to them. But the, the whole thing is just, is just ridiculous. We played we play them in the national in the championship. We played them this year. It was just in the national championship, last game of the year. And listen, on People's Champ Radio, man, we said it every single week. I came on here and I asked Cash every single week the same question: Can anybody beat Alabama? That's the question I would ask every single see, uh, uh, every single week because I knew where this was going to go. That the SEC is so overrated, and Bama is really superior to those teams in the SEC. Can anybody beat Alabama? And I was talking specifically about the SEC because all you got to do is get out of there and then, then you, you know, you get yourself a shot. So, you know, hey, it's a cold world, man. But listen, it's the so same you, way in the so Big 12. Can, so, t- so tell me this. So yeah. tell me this. The last, let's go to the last four years. The last four years, put Bama in any other conference. Are they still not at their final game? What do you mean the final? Are you saying the, the conference championship? Are you saying? Are, are, no. Are they, are they still, are they still not? Yes. Playing in that, in the, in the conference championship with the opportunity to play in the national championship. I don't know, because they didn't play in their, in their conference championship this year. I, I, I don't know. What, what do you, want, you want to put them in the Big 12? They're running through them. Says who? They're running through Again, I, I don't know, right? Because we only okay. see them play in, in – listen, is Bama a good team? Yes. And that's why when they get in these playoffs, they can win some close games and, and, and move on. I thought the Clemson performance was embarrassing this year. I thought Clemson looked like they got shell-shocked. Yeah, um, I agree. So I'll I give – I, I expected a lot more out of that quarterback. Yeah, I'll give Bama their props for that Clemson game because Clemson looked like 
they looked scared after a while. At least the quarterback did. That was embarrassing by Clemson. But what I'm saying is, like, take the Big 12, right? The top of the Big 12 is just like the top of the SEC. Who you got in the Big 12? You got about three good teams at the top of the Big 12. And then after that, it takes a pretty good drop. I mean, that, but that's in every conference. But for whatever reason, in the SEC, you know, they want they want me to believe that Mississippi State is really good. You know, yeah. Ole Miss is I'm really good. Outside of, I'm just saying you put Ole Miss, you put a, you put a Texas A&M, you put a uh, uh, LSU, uh, even a Tennessee in the Big 12 right now, and, and, and I love the Big 12, but you put those now teams in the Big dis- 12. Now you're being disrespectful. Hey, the I'm Tennessee? Just <laughs> I'm just being honest. Hey man, listen, y'all got to start drug testing people before before we call them on people's channel. You, Tennessee <laughs> would be a top team in the Big Twelve. And listen, I'm no hey, Big Twelve man. apologist, but stop Tennessee. I'm 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 talking last three years, man. I'm talking I, last I, three damn years. Damn, what you talking? <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Good luck with that. Hey, man. Um, but congrats to uh to uh Bama. You know what I mean? Another we championship. It, uh, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Like I said, I don't have any beef with Bama. It's the SEC, and it's not really their fault. It's it, it's a lot of his ESPN sucking them off. But uh, do you have anything productive other than other than that gloating to add uh, to the show? Anything other <laughs> no, than hey, that? Hey man, where's where's Cash at? Man, the cat, is Cash not uh, uh, not hey, working today? What's going on? Um, um, hey, listen, man, your guess is good as mine, dog. Wow. <laughs> your wow. guess is as good as mine, wow. man. Listen, every good team has to have a wild card in order to be successful. You know what I'm saying? It's something you have to have. You know what I mean? I mean, the Golden State Warriors have Draymond Green. The Bulls had Dennis Rodman. I mean, uh, yeah, the Bulls had Dennis Rodman. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, We got cash over on People's Champ. You did? So, so, you know, it's the way of the world, man. Let me ask you this before before I let you go. Let me ask you this. Um, I know you keep up with high school basketball, right? Yeah. Um, Zion Williams lost last night, and I'm saying Zion Williams wow. because that's the way the headlines were written. I wouldn't have written it, written, wrote, wrote it that way, but Zion Williams lost last night. Do you want me to tell you who he lost not, to? Not, not, not his team. Yeah, well, that's not the way they wrote it. They, they said that Zion Williams okay. lost. Um, you, you, would you like for me to tell you who he lost to? Who they lose to? I didn't, I didn't know who he played. I know, he, I know he dropped thirty, thirty something, thirty plus. Yeah, he had thirty six. They lost. Okay. To, they lost to Chino Hills. Okay. Now, why is that Which important? Is- that's the school of the Ball Brothers, okay? That no longer play there. That no longer play there. And everybody told me that Chino Hills was going to be horrible. Now, listen, I don't know nothing about no damn Chino Hills. I could give two shits less. What I do know is that Zion Williams is really good. And he really went, good. And he went down to Chino Hills, caught that work. So wow. what that tells me is that, with, you know, that if they would have had LaMelo, I mean, oh, he, he apparently is just going to make him just a little bit better. And apparently I know Zion Williams team isn't that good. I'm with you. But go look at the numbers. I, I looked at the, at the box score. Some kid from Chino Hills, some big guy had 34 and like 34 and 14. So, you know, <laughs> hey, you so they, they doing OK without the ball, bro. It seems like it to me. Hey, okay. <laughs> I don't know what their record is because I don't follow them like that. But you know, obviously, when Zion Williams comes to town, it's going to be a big, a big game. And you know, hey, there you go. That, but what kid, is, that kid's the real. That kid's the real deal, man. Let me ask you about but, some uh, basketball yeah. before I get you out of here, man. So I know you like Zion. Let's talk. Let's stay with Alabama. What do you think okay. about the Sexton kid? Talking Alabama basketball, now. <sighs> man. Uh, the kid's good. The kid is good. Uh, I hear a but. There, there is a but in there. Uh, There are times where he just disappears. 
he disappears. And to be, um, you know, to, to be as talented as he is and to be a top point guard in the nation, NCAA, you can't disappear. You know, the kid from Oklahoma, he's not he, – he, he doesn't disappear ever. Mm, you know? Okay, Trey Young. Uh, well, I, yeah, Trey Young. He, he, he doesn't disappear. I mean, you, you may go – you know, you may go 10 minutes without scoring, but you're going to have some rebounds and some assists. You know, you're still going to be making your team go. Like, I feel every game that I watch, he has these spurts where he may go off for 10 minutes and then he disappears. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what's going to hurt him. Because they, they, they actually are pre- pretty talented. And uh, the kid's really good, but um, I, I wouldn't bank on them doing anything in March uh, with the way that he's playing right now. So you think it, are you thinking it's something with him getting tired? What do you think it is? Or is it just, uh, just him just, hey, just not being a good – because my thing Roy, is – Roy, we were, we were both college athletes, man. Hey, at that, at that age, in that type of shape, it's no, it's no getting tired, bro. Well, well, but here's the reason I say that is because when he's coming from high school, now playing on a college level – it it does get faster in terms of all the athletes True. on the floor, and so I don't know if he is, if it's a conditioning thing. I, I don't know because I well, agree with you. I see some of the same thing. But I, my thing is every every game that I've watched, and I will I will say I've probably watched a good six or seven games uh, of them playing this year uh, from start to finish, and every game I've watched, he's easily the best player and the fastest player on the court. Right. You know. So and it's it's not like he's in there for the whole 40, you know. So um, I really just think, you know, the guy uh, isn't as aggressive as he should be throughout the entire game. Project him, to the, M- project him to the NBA. What do you think? Ceiling for him in the NBA. Uh, as you want me to compare him to a player? Yeah, or give me a comparison. Give me a, no, go, go. Give, give me a comparison. Comparison? Uh, I would say, golly, he doesn't have that kind of shot. Uh, I'm the, somebody that sticks out just because I know the guy's uh, has a little bit of quickness to him. Kylie, you know. Um, I really it's tough, I right? Really Cause be, because of it, yeah, I was it's gonna tough. say because of his game, his game, he's a fast. I don't know really how big he is because sometimes they lie on some of those heights. Um, he's a fast guy with the inconsistent shot, but he's a quote unquote scorer, right? Yeah, very, very athletic. Yeah, he's athletic. Um, and he's a scorer. Um, so, you know, when you look at that, I was thinking at first, I was thinking De'Aaron Fox-ish, but De'Aaron Fox really doesn't look to score as much, and De'Aaron Fox is a little bit bigger, uh, a little longer. Um, I'm thinking maybe uh, a poor man's uh, Dennis Smith Jr. maybe, or or Mitchell, you know, a poor man, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't, see, that. I don't see that yet. Well, but I'm saying that's why I said a poor man. I mean, because Dennis Smith, obviously, I mean, he I mean, he's nowhere near Dennis Smith. But you know, what I'm saying in terms of like the that's the way he now. I've I've been on record since he was in high school as saying, and I hope I'm wrong. I always hope I'm wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. But when he was in high school, I said, okay, he's not going to be successful because I don't believe in his game, um, with the way he plays. I don't I don't think that that's gonna transition well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like you said, inconsistent jump shot, smaller point guard, athletic, but still, you know, he, he does have some height issues there, and he doesn't seem to be necessarily a willing passer. He can pass, but not a willing passer. So, 
Exactly. Right. Good luck to him, though, man. Hey, listen, man. Batman hasn't been good in basketball since since what? Like Robert Ory was there. Who when was the last time y'all was good in basketball? It's been it's been a while, man. Spreewell, it's been it's been a while, man. Shout out to Avery Johnson for trying to run a legal program down there right now. Shout hey, out to man, Avery. Whatever, hey, whatever it takes. You got to catch up to the football team, man. Trying to run. Well, you already know Nick Saban's got an illegal program he's running, so Avery's trying to get in on the act. <laughs> All of a sudden now he's got he's getting you know top talent down there to come to play in Alabama for basketball. Way to way to be illegal down there, man. That's what's hot. That's what's up, man. Hey, Cap, I appreciate you coming on, though, man. Definitely, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm proud of what you're doing, man. Keep it up, bro. Hey, get Cap to work next time, next Sunday, man. Give him the work. We'll see what's popping, man. Holler. All right, man. Let's get that off of there. Let me get my let me get my let me get my swagger back on. Put my swag back on, man. We got that out of the way, man. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right, man. Let's get back to it, man. People Chant Radio. Y'all rocking with Roy Mack today, man. Flying the spaceship solo. No, absolutely no review mirrors in this spaceship, man. You know how we get down, man. Not going to be in here too much longer, to be honest with you, man. Just wanted to kind of get some quick hits out here. Oh, let me give a shout out. Shout out to Clarissa Shields, female boxer, middleweight champion of the world. She, she uh, successfully defended her title on Friday night. Shout out to her. Great story. If you don't know the Clarissa uh, Clarissa Shields story outside of the gold medal, just her story growing up. If you don't know that story, man, you should go watch it. She got a documentary out. Check that out. But she did her thing. So shout out to Clarissa Shields. Getting ready for a big fight next week with Lamont Peterson going up against Mr. Errol Spence. That's going to be a good fight. Don't sleep on Peterson, man. He can go. Not a lot of power. So it's a safe fight. I would think for Errol Spence in terms of power, you know, you always worry about going against a guy with power with skills because that guy can, can, you know, one punch can turn the fight around. I don't think now I'm not saying that that Peterson doesn't have pop, but he doesn't typically, you know, over his career doesn't have really that one punch knockout power. Now, we know Errol Spence does have that type of power. So we'll see. That's going to be a great fight, man, coming up. I'm taking Errol Spence in the win. I think it's going to be a really good fight for him. Note. Um, I think if it's going to be interesting to see what he learned from the Kell Brook fight. Uh, for Errol so this this is going to be a real good fight uh, I really want to see Peterson and how how he's going to attack the fight I thought Peterson when he fought Danny Garcia I thought he really uh, made some mistakes in his game plan I thought he wanted to move too much what happens sometimes when you move too much is it comes it comes across as if you're running and I thought he moved too much against Danny Garcia. So I really want to see what his game plan is going to be, how much he's going to um, really be willing to stand in there and trade and 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 go at it with, with Arrow. So I think that's going to be something to watch. Um, but that's going to be a really, really good fight, man. So keep an eye on that, man. It's going to be a big year in boxing 2018. It was a great year last year. It's going to be a big year this year, man. Back to the NFL for a second. Though. I know I was talking about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, AFC title game is set. It's going to be the Pats and the Jags. How about the Jaguars, man? Jacksonville doing their thing behind that defense. Put up uh, 45 points today. Now, they gave up 42. So that's, you know, but I think a lot of that, that defense got tired kind of at the end. You know, that defense was really, really sucking some wind. But that's a good defense. And if they can put up, I, mean, I don't think they're going to put up 45 in Foxborough. But that's going to be a good game. Um, and I didn't, I didn't think that at the beginning of the playoffs that if they got to New England, that would be a good game. But, I mean, somehow Blake Bortles with his non-throwing ass is making this whole thing work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's making it work. So, we'll, hey, we'll see what happens, man. 
when they go down to Foxborough. Understand, in Foxborough, they always got something up their sleeves, though. And I'm not saying nothing, man, but I'm just saying just uh, watch for some uh, some interesting things to happen throughout the game. Let's just leave it that way, right? NFC, um, we're going to see what's going to happen with Minnesota and New Orleans right now. They're currently playing, uh, but right now Philly is waiting on the winner of that game. They escaped against Atlanta 15-10 in kind of an ugly game. Um, but shout out to Philly for escaping. Um, man, how about if it's Philly and Minnesota in the <laughs> NFC title game? If you're Tom Brady, under, let, let me back up. If you're Tom Brady and you look at that damn playoff bracket and you see the <laughs> the other quarterbacks <laughs> that are the starting quarterbacks that are going to be other, other the other starting quarterbacks for the title games, you got to be like, are you shitting me? Listen, they may just hand Tom Brady another damn Super Bowl. That's the way this thing is looking. They're going to hand this guy another Super Bowl, man. I mean, no disrespect to anybody that's one of these quarterbacks, but my God. You dig? But shout out to Minnesota, who's currently winning right now. We'll see if they can hold on. AFC title game should be interesting, though, with that defense, though. I know he might laugh at those quarterbacks, but he's not going to laugh at that damn Jaguars defense. I know that. That's a good defense over there. So we'll see what's going on over there, man. I know Cash wanted to be here because he wanted to gloat about his picks, uh, not only from the national championship game, kind of how he thought it was going to go, but also in the, in these playoff games. So, uh, you know, I'll gloat a little bit for you. You did your thing because you pretty much caught a lot of these games spot on, but um it was a it, it's been interesting so far these playoffs been very interesting so we'll see what happens looks like new orleans just scored 17 14 uh in the fourth quarter on that game new orleans still trailing by three uh, but we'll see what happens there um let's talk about the association man let's go to a little nba real quick because what i want to get to is this thing with lebron james and the cavaliers not sure what the hell's going on over there right now. A part of me thinks that they are bored, but I can't really lean on that because they have so many new parts on that team that those new guys shouldn't feel that way. The greens of the world, right? Hell, even the Dwayne Wayne's of the world. We know you got chips, but you shouldn't feel that comfortable, right? Isaiah Thomas is back. That whole thing has to try to work. Crowder, he should, he should be hungry, right, to win. Um, I think they have to make a move at the trade deadline. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think they should trade a guy that before the season, I didn't think that, that uh, they would need to trade. And I like the guy. I would probably trade J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. They would probably have to both go for me. I think you can get something for Tristan Thompson. And I think for J.R. Smith, um, he'll probably end up going to a contender because he would definitely still be a hired gun. But I think you've probably seen enough of J.R. Smith at this point. And I think it also it also put everybody back in their right spots. I think D. D Wade to be more comfortable there. And also when you bring in, if you're going to keep Isaiah, at least for this season, not trade him at the trade, the trade deadline, then I think that helps too, not having J.R. Because the thing with J.R., he's a scorer, right? He He's morphed into somebody that can play some D as well and then shoot the three and score. But he really likes to have the ball, really likes to score. And when he's shooting, when he when he's getting shots and he's making shots, his defense picks up. Well, when you bring all these other guys who are scorers as well, you know, his shots are going to suffer. And he really doesn't keep that energy. He doesn't come with that same energy defensively. So I would probably say I would look to move him and Tristan Thompson. Um, still, would still would keep Kevin Love. 
unless somebody brings something that just blows me away. But I would see what I can get for Tristan and for and for Jr. I really would. But I still think they get out of the East no matter what. <laughs> I like Boston, man. Trust me. You know, if you pay attention to People's Champ Radio, I told everybody that Jason, uh, uh, that Tatum was going to be the best, the, the most NBA ready rookie. I told everybody, oh, really? Listen, this Tatum kid, he, he's the most NBA ready. And I was including Ben Simmons, who had basically redshirted the year in the NBA. I knew he was going to be the most, the most NBA ready. You can just tell. When you watch guys in college, I always tell people, don't watch how many points they score. Watch how they score and see if those are NBA-type shots. Because you got guys that score college points. And then you see, okay, that's an NBA. If you can do that consistently, he can play in the NBA. My example I always use is OJ Mayo. Go look at his stats. They don't blow you away, his, his college stats at USC. But go watch the tape and you say, okay, listen, those are NBA shots he, he's making with ease. Nice little pull-ups in people's face, you know, coming around the screen, guy trailing them, knock that down. Those are in, When you see guys making NBA caliber shots, that's what I look for. And that's what Tatum did when he was at Duke, uh, was make NBA caliber shots. And he has great size, can handle it, can put it on the floor, he'll dunk on you. You know, they look good. With all that being said, they can't beat the Cavaliers in a seven-game series, not, not if LeBron James is healthy. And if he has any type of help whatsoever from anybody on his team, that's my official stance. Now, listen, I'm always open to being proved wrong. And I would love it if Kyrie Irving can prove me wrong and do his thing and get his team to the finals. I would be down for that. I'm down to see Kyrie go up against the Golden State Warriors. I know Kyrie is out of that mode. You remember when Derrick Rose was with the Bulls and he was really like, hey, listen, I don't give a damn who over there in Miami. Fuck it. Let's get it. You dig? Like, I'll take, I'll take Joe Kim Noah. I'll take Luau Dang. Let's rock. You feel me? And he really was going at their head. Same way Kyrie Irving's built, man. He feel like he's the best player in the NBA, so you got to respect that. And he plays like it. You feel me? One thing you got to know about Steph Curry, when he goes up against those other top point guards, he always tries to pull that little trick where he, yeah, hey, hey listen, yeah, you know. Really, Klay Thompson's going to guard him, but, you know, hey, it's a point guard comparison. We can't do that against Boston now. Because all of a sudden, if you want to switch, all of a sudden he's guarding you know, somebody that he might not really want to guard like that, right? Because even if they go to that bench in Boston, you're coming off the bench with Marcus Smart, big body. He's going to throw you around and bully you. You feel me? Jason Tatum's really too big. Jalen Brown is too big for stuff like that. You dig what I'm saying? So it really puts them in a tough situation um, when you go up against a team like a Boston. So that's gonna be, that would be interesting to see in the series. But I still think it's going to be LeBron coming out. I got to think that. I just have to, man. I think it's going to be LeBron. But it's going to be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see, man, what happens there. But the association is starting to heat up now. Trade deadline coming. We'll see what happens with some moves. Should OKC make a move? Should OKC look to make a move? I think I think if you're OKC, you definitely have to check the temp. Hey, what's going on with my damn music today, man? What are y'all doing with my music? Y'all keep cutting it off so abruptly, man. That shit, that's crazy what y'all are doing. But anyway... Um, I think OKC has to definitely speak to Paul George and get his temperature. Now, where the hell you would trade him, I have no clue. Because I don't know who would want him. Because I think for sure, if you trade him, I think for sure that team knows that he's going to LA the next year. For sure. Unless for some weird reason he would end up in like Cleveland. But even if he goes to Cleveland, hell, I told y'all on People's Champ, LeBron James holds everybody hostage every year. The Cleveland management and all the players in the NBA, he holds everybody hostage. So you don't really want to go to Cleveland because, hell, you don't know what's going to happen. If LeBron's going to stay, going to go. 
So I would say pretty much anywhere he goes, he's probably going to sign with LA the next year, which how's that LA team going to look now? Because now all of a sudden you get Paul George in there. I don't know what y'all think about Paul George, but I know Paul George feels like he's an alpha dog and he's one of the top 10 players in the NBA. That's what Paul George thinks about himself and he should. So now if Paul George goes to LA, all of a sudden now you got Paul George. Brandon Ingram looks real good this year, very improved. Kuzma, best rookie they have on the team. They have Lonzo Ball as well, who really doesn't seem to really like to shoot a lot, but likes to throw it up, uh, throw up the court and pass it. I'm sure that Paul George, after playing a year with Westbrook, would very much welcome playing with Alonzo Ball, who's looking to pass the ball and give it up. You would probably definitely get rid of Julius Randle. Brooke Lopez may be gone as well, but you can get something for those guys. Fill that roster in. All of a sudden, L.A., you know, got to think that you can contend if those guys grow up and get a little bit better over the summer. Got to think that you can at least, you should at least be a playoff team if you get Paul George with that roster. But the trade deadline in the NBA is always interesting, man. It's always interesting trade deadline in the NBA because um, one thing you got to know is you're looking for, well, two things you're looking for a trade deadline in the NBA. Let me get y'all some game real quick. You're either looking to get something that can help you long term. So like you may you may trade for a guy who has an expiring contract. That's going to help you long term build for something. Or you're going to try to get you a draft pick out of a trade if you don't think you're going anywhere. Right. So maybe Phoenix is a player. Maybe Phoenix tries to do something to, to, to rebuild that thing around Devin Booker because, hey, Booker may be gone. I think he's a free agent after next season. And that looks terrible over there in Phoenix. What's going to happen with the big guys out in New Orleans? Anybody looking at Boogie Cousins? I'm hearing things about Cleveland may be interested in Boogie Cousins. I'm hearing Cleveland may be interested in DeAndre Jordan. What's the, what's the best fit? I would say you can't go wrong with Boogie Cousins. But if you're if you're Cleveland, you got to build your team. You got to think you got to build your team to beat the Warriors. Right. And it's Boogie Cousins. Like now, how do you play Boogie and Kevin Love? What do you do there? You know what I'm saying? Now, me personally, I don't think that you try to match up with Golden State. I think that's where a lot of teams mess up. But they try to match up with them and they don't naturally match up. I think what's funny. I think Boston is the only team that, ma- that, that may naturally be able to match up with them just because of their personnel. And I'm also on record as saying this last year. I thought the one team that could have beat Bo- uh, um, that could have beat the Warriors last year was Boston. Even with Isaiah Thomas. I thought that team with Isaiah Thomas and those boys they had last year, Crowder, Marcus Smart. Look at the way they played uh, the Warriors in the regular season. I thought that what they do makes the Warriors uncomfortable. So... You know, we'll see, man. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens um, at the trade deadline association. Very, very interesting season thus far in the NBA because for as bad as a team like an OKC has played, you look up at the record and you say, well, damn, OKC is still like, you know, right around that fifth, sixth seed. They'll probably finish. I thought they would finish higher, but they'll probably end up finishing. They'll probably go on a little run here and they'll probably finish maybe fourth, fourth or fifth. After it's all said and done, they'll probably end up finishing fourth or fifth. And they'll probably get Minnesota first round, who they've had some very, very tough games against so far this season. It'll be a good first round matchup. And we'll see what happens there, man. But, you know, that's a that would be interesting because the winner of that series would theoretically get the Warriors. And hell, that's a tough second round matchup for the Warriors. Whether it's OKC or it's Minnesota. 
You feel me? And then after that, then after that, the Warriors would get the winner probably of San Antonio Houston. Very tough road. That's a tough road, man. That's a tough road. It's a tough road. But hey, I don't want to hit no excuse, no nothing, man, because y'all got the team to do it. So I don't want to hit. You feel me? I don't want to hit. You just, just get it done. Let me ask this question, though, man. I was talking to some buddies about this the other day. You listen to People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack flying on the solo TIP. Hit us up on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. You can rate, comment, subscribe. You know, we got a whole catalog there, man. You got a bunch of stuff in the archives. Hit that up. On the uh, on I, uh, uh, iTunes in the podcast section, we there as well, and iHeartRadio. We coming soon. Y'all know what it is, man. F E D D P C. That's the plug. Listen, man. Um, a question I want to ask y'all though. Sean Kemp. Me and my buddies talking about this today. Sean is Sean Kemp the forgotten power forward in the upper echelon of power forwards. When you talk about power forwards, it's almost like Sean Kemp gets skipped over, right? They talk about the older power forwards from like the 80s, early 90s, but they always talk about Malone and Barkley is the guy they talk about typically. Some guys throw in like a Dennis Rodman in there. And then they go right to the Chris Webbers, to the Rasheed Wallaces, the Kevin Garnetts, the Tim Duncans, the Dirk Nowitzkis. But they never really talk about Sean Kemp. It's a little group of power forwards that are kind of really if you think about it that are in between Malone Barkley and then that Garnett era let me give you some names Sean Kemp Antonio McDice Vin Baker those are guys that I think would be kind of in between that little Barkley Malone era guys you know because Barkley Malone they're kind of contemporaries with like the Kevin McHale's real talk so it's kind of a, a buffer between those guys and then the the Rashids and the KGs and the Dirks and those guys. You know what I mean? But nobody really ever talks about those guys. Those are some really good players. And I think Sean Kemp gets overlooked for some weird reason. Now, listen, I'm not going to be a Sean Kemp apologist and say he should get more props. But Sean Kemp, he was the first guy with really that played the power forward that had that real slim athletic build at that time nobody was really built like that power forwards were built strong even guys that weren't necessarily offensively talented like a charles oakley those guys were still physically built strong guys and sean kemp brought something very different to that power forward position he was a he was a power forward who played more like an athletic small forward um but got it done man got his team to an nba finals unfortunately they kissed the baby but you know is sean kemp maybe that forgotten star power forward I don't know what his numbers look like, so I'm not going to make an argument for him, what he should and shouldn't be in. But, I just, you know, I think that's an interesting thing because he, he he is one of the, you know, one of the better power forwards in the history of basketball. Really, for a while there, what he was doing athletically was crazy in the NBA. He was doing some real crazy stuff, man. Shout out to Sean Kemp, though, man. Before we get out of here, man, we got to just, uh, <laughs> it's people's champ, right? So we got to do it. I told you I got the music on right now, man, because, you know, I have to tell them what they can do. You feel me? If you know the song, you sing along, please. <laughs> but, you know, the, com uh, the commander in chief said, you know, there's some shitholes out there. So it is what it is, right? I need people to really get on their grind out here, get informed about what's going on out here nationally. But more importantly, get informed about what's going on locally, man. 
I just want to leave everybody with that message. Get your local game on politically I'm talking about now, right? Get your local game on, man. Know what's going on locally, right? People get so caught up in the national scene, but they can't tell you anything that's going on locally. And that's where stuff really happens is locally, man. You know what I mean? Don't get caught out there, man, All only knowing about national, you know, stories that are clickbait stories. Understand what's going on locally because that's where all the little bull crap happens. You feel what I'm saying, man? So, yo, man, we wrapping it up right now, though, man. People's Chat Radio. Roy Mack in the building. Let me give it a, let me get a quick check. Let's see what's going on in the NFC right now. Minnesota's still holding on right now, man, in the NFC. Oh, yeah, let me talk about this, man. This thing that Kobe has going before I get out of here. Let me highlight, talk about Kobe. He has a thing coming up that he's going to be doing, I think, in conjunction with ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. He has a thing he's doing with them where he's going to be, I don't know what the hell he's going to be doing. He's going to be basically talking about games, um, breaking down games. It's going to be like a new basketball show they're saying it's going to be hosted by Kobe. Um, and he's going to be basically, you know, deep. I don't know if he's going to be like breaking. I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. What I thought about was if any of you seen that DVD that Kobe, Kobe and Spike Lee came out with when Kobe was playing called Kobe doing work. If it's going to kind of be like that, where it's a game and Kobe's kind of doing the voiceover, breaking little small things down that you see. I mean, I, I, you know, that's something I can think of. Um, I don't know if I like that look for Kobe. And, you know, I'm a Kobe fan, but um, I don't know if I really like that look because I don't know what that looks like. You know, I, I'll have to see the production, see how it's executed, see what's going on with that. But the way it sounds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling that. What I will say is I think the best thing that I'm watching right now, NBA-wise, of course, outside the NBA is always great with those guys. They uh, Inside the NBA, well, and not have the outside the NBA, right, with TNT. That's always cool with those dudes. They do. Shaq is, is, is and Barkley getting into it. That's always tight. But Area 21 is dope as hell. Let me say that, man. Um, shout out to Area 21. I thought that was a clusterfuck when it first started. I thought that was absolutely terrible. I, I, I was like, yo, KG, this is, this is fucking trash. But he's gotten better. He's gotten way more comfortable doing the show. He's getting great guests on there. And they're really talking about like some cool stuff when they come on them. People talking about some G-ass topics. They ain't talking about like no lame shit most of the time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's real cool stuff they talk about, the topics. Who is Because I think, you know, if you're if you're a person who's watching a game and, you know, especially guys, you know, that you used to watch that are retired now, it's interesting to hear them talk about like who gave them trouble in terms of like defensively, who was the toughest guy for you to guard. Because most of the time, it's not always who you would think, right? It's always somebody weird. Somebody's always saying like, oh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, he was the dude that gave me work. You be like, really? Sharif Abdul-Rahim was tough for you to guard? You know what I'm saying? Well, motherfuckers be like, Antoine Jameson was tough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Antoine Jameson was tough to guard. Like, what? Sometimes it's, it, it's, sometimes it's, it's, it's the regular guys. But a lot of times, man, it's, you know what I mean? It's, 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 to me, it's cool to hear that. So I like Area 21. I don't know what this Kobe thing is going to look like, though, man. It's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be interesting, man. Hey, and y'all boys out there, y'all stop just buying Bitcoin, man. Y'all start researching that Bitcoin first. Y'all trying to play in this stock market. And y'all boys, I got some people over here on the staff that tried to get their little money together and get some Bitcoin. They didn't even know what the hell was going on. They just heard. Yeah. Literally, people were talking about it over here at, at the Beat With Champ staff were like, yo, from what I'm hearing, man, if you just get your money in there, man, you like double your money up. N nigga. <laughs> 
the hell are y'all talking about? Understand what you're doing first, man. Ain't nothing wrong with playing in the stock market, but understand what the hell y'all got going on right now. You feel me? Understand what y'all are looking at in the stock market. Understand the thing because when it, when Bitcoin started falling and it's been steadily falling, people are panicking now, man. From what I'm hearing, it's a, it's a large percentage of people that actually bought Bitcoin on on a credit card which is crazy as hell to do with stocks so y'all know what the hell y'all doing out there before y'all to start doing stuff man but yo listen man i'm roy mack for people's champ man holla at us every sunday afternoon roy mack hopefully roy mack and cash we'll see what's popping with cash next week man hit us up on the youtube channel rate comment subscribe get at us over there itunes we over there in the podcast section iHeartRadio. we coming soon man people's champ radio i holla hey let's if cash is on, if cash, that's cash is just called in, let's just reopen the show. We'll just keep it going. Yeah, fuck it. It don't matter. It's fucking, yeah. Yeah, just keep it going. Let's get them on. Let's get them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll chop it up real quick. We'll do a few minutes. Listen, this is People's Champ Radio, and we just got cash on the line, and we seeing what's good. Hey, and there's three minutes left in this football game, but after that, Cash is off the line. We need to see what's good yo, with go. you. We need to see what's good yo, with go. you, man. Listen, this is this is this hey, is yo, go. this is radio history right now because we actually brought back a full show. Bring it back, bring it back. I'm ready, I'm ready. What say you, Cash? Because I told the people that you wanted to do a little bit of a victory dance for some of your picks and or predictions from last week, my G. Well, I had a bad week this week, so I can't really do a bunch of victory dancing. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles upset the um, the Falcons, and the Jacksonville Jaguars upset the Steelers. So, you know, won't be no victory dancing for me this week, man. Just a bunch of um, cold worlds out there. And uh, yeah, man, uh, you know that. Listen, you know that's why they play the game. You me? That's why they play the game. You know we had the playoffs a playoffs has been very interesting though. Very interesting playoffs. We had the homie Cap on earlier. He got on on on, on People's Champ. He wanted to talk about the national championship game in Bama. He actually shout out to the big homie. He actually made the case, <laughs> and I just laughed at him. He made the case that um that uh basically Tennessee could go to any um, and he literally said Tennessee. I'm not making this bring it. He said Tennessee could basically go to any other conference, and I think he brought out the Big Twelve and basically was saying like they, they like they would easily win it, which mm. I thought was disrespectful at best and asinine at least. I mean, my God, Tennessee hasn't I mean, been. What is, he, what is he basing that on? I mean, I, nah, I, <laughs> it's funny for me too, man. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, man. The SEC, man, kids are delusional out there, man. Listen, if you would have saw my level of confusion when he said it, <laughs> I was like, you know, delusional. had he grabbed like an Auburn, I might have been like, ah, they had a pretty good team this year. He went Tennessee. Yeah, he went like middle of the road SEC team that hasn't been good in 15 years, at least. Yeah, man, it's been a while. I mean, they've had some, uh, some big draft classes, uh, but, you know, Outside of that, um, I mean, you know, listen, man, they had talent, but I hate saying that because, like, everybody has talent. Well, that's you know, what I was going to say. I, you know, everybody got some talent. Everybody got talent. So, yeah. Um, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, when AM left the Big 12, they were like bottom of the pack, you know, middle of the road Big 12 team. They went to the SEC and started bossing up. So, I don't have any evidence that an SEC school could come to, 
you know, the Big 12 or any other conference and take it over. But I have evidence that other schools have gone into the SEC and held their own nuts. So, you know, until I get some evidence of an SEC school going to another conference, that, that, that conversation, you know, that can't be, that could only be settled on a, what, NCAA 2015, I think is the last, the Shit, last point, something back. like that. That's, and you I'm, me, so, you know, so look, Hooks, if you want to get your controller, <laughs> and, 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 you know what I'm saying? It got to be a PS3 controller. Yeah, yeah, bring that PS3 controller, and what we can, because I still got my PS3, and what we can do is, like, you'll take Tennessee, and I'll take, like, UT, and then we'll just see what happens. There it is. It's an open. It's an open invite. Ball. It's an open invite. And what'll happen if you want to take that challenge up, Cap? What we'll do is we'll have y'all play, and I'll be on the radio. I'll do it. Do it live, and I'll do. A, I'll do the play by play, and I'll. I'll bust down some lines live right here, man. If you want to get that in, I, I don't think and you want to get loser, that in. And the loser uh, has to get a tattoo of the state of Kansas on their back. When they just took punishment. it. When they just took it too far. That's the punishment. <laughs> Got to get it. You got to get a tattoo of the state of Kansas on your right <laughs> shoulder blade. That's the punishment. Uh, this dude said Kansas. Hilarious. A.K.A. a rectangle. But, yeah, man, uh, you know. Hey, man, Cold listen. I, I, I was talking about this uh, as I was uh, doing the first end of the show because we're going to have to re-end the show now. Um, <laughs> I was talking about this. What say you, uh, Cash? Are you a Bitcoin guy? Have you bought you any Bitcoin stock? Are you one of these Bitcoin dudes? Man, I'm just trying to get real coins, man. I ain't even got no Bitcoin uh, dreams right now. I'm just trying to get, like, you know, the regular coins. Because I was did. telling the people, it's people around here that work in conjunction with people sharing radio that were literally pulling their money together saying stuff like, hey, man, from what I'm hearing, you just put your money in there. You know what I'm saying? You can, like, at least double it up. And I'm like, what? A guy at <laughs> my job has a, uh, I think he has a Bitcoin and a half. And, and it's worth or something around fifteen thousand, I believe. It was worth fifteen thousand. Bitcoin is now trading at I think eleven thousand. It's it it's 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 been going down for the is last. Is it eleven thousand per per one coin? Yeah, I, I believe it's down to eleven now. Um, well, the point was that cost him twelve hundred dollars though. It was a bet that he won, and he actually if something happened with the bet. He explained it, it the way he explained it to me made one hundred percent sense. But basically, he just took that money and just invested it in bitcoins instead of like. Cause they were like, yeah, if you take the bet, you're only gonna get this much money. Right. They were like, or if you invest it, it's worth twelve hundred. So I think I think it was like he either takes what like a, a third. He was like, ah, I just invest the, the shit. The yeah, thing so, with Bitcoin was that it know. shot up real quick several months yep. ago. It shot up super quick. And that's when mm -hmm. people started really trying to jump on. Nobody first of all, let me say this. Ninety five percent of the people catch. 95% of the people that I was talking to, they had, they didn't even know what the hell a Bitcoin was. They just heard that people were making money. And, hey, you listen, know. This, this receiver, because I'm watching this Vikings Saints What's uh, that count right now? The, the uh, Vikings are down by, I mean, yeah, the Vikings are down by one, but it looks like they're on the 40 right now, broaching field goal uh, territory. Uh, what about two minutes and some change left? So let me leave um, the Bitcoin stuff. Let me bring this up because listen, if you don't know about Bitcoin, you buying your dumbass. But listen, but let me go back. Let me go back to the Bitcoin thing. Um, it's just a buzzword for investment, right? At the end of the day, you're just investing in something. Is Bitcoin something you want to invest in? 
You did? I That's don't invest, right? I'm not, I'm well, not, that, people don't I'm even, not in a position to be investing, period. So well, here was the deal. I knew somebody was an idiot. Word, I knew somebody was an idiot because they were talking about Bitcoin. And I said, well, yeah, man, have you looked into any other cryptocurrency? And yeah. they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I was and that's like, the oh problem. my God. Because again, it's <laughs> like, come on, man. To say Bitcoin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, Bitcoins is, you can go to all these articles. There's always an article written on it. It's kind of, it's a lot of different things you can invest in. So listen, if you know what you're doing, do your thing. I'm just not in a um, financial position to be invested in anything. Well, the thing was, like, if you invested in it, I think they said, like, when it first came out in like 2010, 2011, 2012, sometime around there, like, if you, if you would have gotten in it at that point, because at that point, it was like literally like $50, $100 to getting in it you know obviously your money would yeah your money would be up the difference (laughs) is that now everybody tried to jump into it and now because like i think it was up like almost 20 um a month or so ago it was like 17 20 some 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 crazy number and then that shit started plummeting and motherfuckers got nervous but yeah man listen this kid uh adam thielen the uh second team all pro wide receiver uh all uh a Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Vikings, man. This 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 young brother got some. He got some game, man. He, you know he ain't young, but he he got some ish. I brought this he up. Got some ish wood. I brought this up earlier. I was like, if the Vikings win and you're paid, I mean, I pay. I was gonna say pay, man. If the Vikings win and you're Tom Brady and you look at who the other three quarterbacks are gonna be in the title games, you gotta be like. Well, again, you know, you hear the truth first. People's chant radio. I said this last week. I said. If you look on the other side of the coin, Tom Brady could potentially be facing two backups, one or two backups. And I was like, they're on the opposite sides of the bracket, right? And they both won. So, well, it looks like if it's fourth and five, by the way, the Vikings are out of field goal range. It looks like they're going to have to punt this. Well, then that might be ball. Listen, the best case scenario in terms of like watching a good game is the Saints and Patriots because at least you know Drew Brees is going to sling that thing. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Right, right, in the Super Bowl. Because, you know, yeah. yeah. my God, I then, can't. Well, the thing is, is outside of him slinging it, bro, they got two. Well, right. no, I said they're outside of field goal range, but it's a 53-yard field goal. They're, they're well in range. They're yeah, in a the dome. So, yeah. I thought they were a little outside. Okay, well, let's watch this. That's a minute 34 left. The Vikings have three timeouts, which they don't need them if they make this field goal, and that's good. So, the field goal's good. Vikings up by two points, a minute 29 left. Saints have one timeout. Which is plenty of time, what, right? What say you? Well, what say you? All We're you live need, right now. I all you need. Roy Max assessment. Well, listen, here's the deal, right? If, uh, you know what? I always go to the great poet Lupe Fiasco. If you are who you, what you say you are, right? If Drew Brees is that superstar, you got plenty of time to get in. All you need is a field goal. Go ask Tom Brady. All you yeah, need is a listen, field goal. But listen, here's the difference. This, this defense is for real. It's to, it, listen, you're trying to go. The information. I'm with you, but you're trying to go to the NFC title game. I'm listen. with you. I would expect listen, the defense to be I nice. Said, I said on Voxer that Drew Brees did everything in his power to put them in a position. Let me say this: if that was Tom Brady, I would believe that the the the, uh, the Patriots would win, but only because the Patriots always get these calls in the most important parts of the game. I've never seen a team get. The most important calls at the most important times of a football game on a more consistent basis than the Patriots. I just, I've never seen it. And listen, you don't win five Super Bowls, right? In a, what now, uh, you know, 17 year span? Or maybe it's, when they get that first Super Bowl, I think, that, was that our sophomore year in college? Hey, listen, man, I don't know what you're talking about, dog. That would have been about. 
try to date. Yeah, I mean, if I'm 16 years saying they have five Super Bowls. So, I mean, you know, that's just unheard. That's unbelievable. You don't get to that many Super Bowls and that many wins without having calls go your way. Let's they talk about of- let's talk about a real elephant in the room. This is People's Chant Radio. You know what? We was going to keep this short because we got cash on here. We had some issues. Oh, hey, it's about to be short. Y'all but, got 10 minutes. But I want to, I wanna, let's bring up a, a, a real elephant in the room, if you will, right? Let's talk about the mean streets of Boston. And let's talk about these Patriots and historically those Celtics and even the Boston Red Sox. Where are you going with this? Where, 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 where are we going? With here's, here's where we going. We got 10 minutes. Here's where we're going. Everybody seems to be very happy with the fact of the way the skill positions look in New England, right? The, oh, yeah. At the way the marquee players, the way they look, people seem to be yeah. very excited and happy about that for some weird reason, right? And they should be. And um, they should be. And the reason I bring that up is because people always tell me, Oh, you look at race, it's not about race, it's not about this. But yet and still, right? Bro, if you see Patriots fans, I never saw Patriots fans this excited when they had people oh, that didn't out. look that way at skill positions. You feel what I'm saying? When they yeah. when outside of Tom Brady when they were winning those Super Bowls. Yeah, when they was going on Super Bowl runs, I didn't see them that happy about their personnel. They were happy about winning, yeah. but they yeah. are ecstatic about their personnel. Which the is streets of Boston. The, the and Boston as a city gotta wear that. Oh, Boston yeah. gotta wear that, man. Y'all y'all brothers out there in Boston, y'all gotta y'all gotta wear some of that, man. Come on, man. Hey, listen, man. The Donald's in office, so all bets are off. Well, listen, you I brought there was hope. There was a lot of hope from a lot of brothers and sisters who thought that, hey man, if we just, you know, buckle our bootstraps and pull our pants up, you know, maybe they'll see that we're really just good people, you know. And then they voted the Donald in office just to show you that none of that matters. But I digress. Hey, listen, man. He said y'all had a bad year, man. Very bad. Bad year. Poor ratings. Hey, listen. With him in office, boy, they about to have a bad life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than a year. But yeah, it was yeah, a man. big first down, though. The Vikings are... The Vikings are the Saints. Who got, the Saints have the ball right now. The, uh, the Saints, my bad. The Saints are uh, right across the 50-yard line. That was a fast defense. Uh, Talk about this. Talk about this, right? Because I was in, I didn't forget. Well, I guess I did forget. I wanted to go to talk about officiating. Let let me say this. In college and in pro football, over the last month has been some of the fucking worst officiating that I've seen in a long time, bro. But I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's been bad officiating or somebody. Oh, it's been bad officiating. Oh, yeah. Well, right, right. I'm with you now. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't I, I but, just don't believe that these men are just missing calls. I believe bro, somebody's taking some paper. It's got to be taking the money because some of these calls are just like, you got, I mean, listen, come on, man. And like I told, I, when, I was talking, when I was talking to Cap about the Bama thing, it's not necessarily the calls they're making. It's the conveniently missed calls. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the guy's whole the head. No yeah, it's the guy's head snapping around on a face mask, and apparently no one sees it. You know, it's that type of stuff. It's the Gronk, uh, Gronk pushing off on a guy yet again for for a touchdown, and you know nobody sees it. You feel me? It's this that guy's six seven two six, <laughs> and he's just able to like shove you off of him and catch a football. It's just incredible. Let me say this too about football. And, and listen, on this show, if you don't know the don't know the uh, breakdown. Cash is the football guy because that's his background. Typically, I'm the basketball dude because that's my background. But we both get it in. But let me say this to you, though, about football. 
Football's become a bunch of bullshit to me for this. Football has now broken down into John Madden football plays. And I say that because everybody just has these four to five trick, basically cheat plays that they feel like work every time. These pick plays, these pick plays that they run that are basically illegal. You know what I'm saying? These are illegal plays, bro. But, like, if yeah. you run it the right way, then it's technically it's not, not – you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. If you get in the guy's way, but y'all don't make contact, it's not <laughs> Right. This is fucking stupid. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what the NFL's become. The NFL, um, the sport is – hey, it's fourth and ten. It's ball game, sir. Um, the NFL's become so watered down um, because they're favoring off. Oh, my God. What a pass. What a catch. Fourth and ten. First down. Yeah, what uh, I told 40 you. seconds on a clock. If you are what Drew you say Brees you are. Being Drew Brees. My goodness. That's what I saw. It's big nuts time. Damn. Who's this corner? Hey, at this point, I, you can't have no fourth string receiver come in and get a first on you, man. Like, as a, as a nickel corner, what are you doing, son? <laughs> Take my, that's unreal. Bro, that's unreal. Who is that but, out um, there? Who is that? Who they got out that, there? Is that T. New? Is that Newman out there? Bro, that can't be the big homie T. I think T still he playing safety, 20. right? Yeah, man, but he playing nickel. No, he not starting. He playing nickel. But that's what I'm saying. When you he said is, nickel, I figured he, I figured he must be, be in the game. T, yeah, it's probably T new. Hold on, what's this? Guy? He too old, folk. T new, yeah, I, nah, that ain't, nah, ain't. ain't T new, man. Whoever this nigga is, looking nervous. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> Hey, you should see this brother. God. <laughs> what damn, my man Mark what? Jackson say, you can look in his eyes and hey, tell. I'm looking at this young man's face mask. I'm like, damn, what? Do you belong? He looked like a guy who never thought he'd get in the game today. He didn't look, he don't want no parts of getting passes thrown his he way. He looked like a guy who had like some new playoff jewelry made. You know what I'm saying? Alexander <laughs> McKenzie, young man. Jesus, you, you got to get your head in the game. They just went at him twice in a row. Drew Brees senses a weak spot. Oh, make no matter. Hey, listen, that's what you're supposed to do as hey, a great quarterback. Field goal range. There you go. They're in field goal range. And listen. Now, the Vikings have three timeouts, so, you know. Let me say this about field goal range, right? Think about this. There are hold, on, co- hold on, hold on, hold on, Roy. You got to remember. Roy Mack, you got to remember. We review every catch. He was bobbling. Oh, see? Look, again, ball. they go to bullshit. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying about football man, now, man. I don't know. I don't know. For whatever reason, over the last two to three years, yeah. everybody forgot what the hell a catch was in football. Hey, that's crazy, right? It just all of a sudden happened one day that like everybody has to like redefine what a catch is. It's like the most retarded stuff I've ever seen in my life, bro. It's funny because Chris Carter's on that committee, and you know he's one of the uh, the people who assisted in implementing the new no catch rule. So, you know, Chris Carter said, "Listen, dog, I'm gonna make it a lot more difficult for y'all wide receivers out here." And it's just, my thing is, Hilarious. bro. Some stuff is just it gets ridiculous. I start well, seeing this them. This is overkill now. I yeah, don't know, I don't know what it catches anymore. Because now they want to see. Now they're like, hey, does the ball move at all? What? Like what? You know what I'm saying? Like what you, you talking heard of about? Gravity? Yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about? Because here's the thing, right? If you dive or if you're falling. Bro, the ball is hey, going to move. Hey, look, look, he's falling. The yeah. ball's moving. Yeah, he's got I mean, a pinch in between his leg. Of course it's moving. Yeah, of course it's but moving, but that's still a catch. It's just goofy. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a catch, but I don't know no more, man. I, that's I what I'm saying. On. No one knows what a better. catch is anymore, man. It's 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 so silly. And then it and then also it comes down with the call. It comes down to, well, what was the call on the field? And is it enough to overturn that? And so it becomes important to what did they call on the field? What did they call it a catch? Did they call it a no catch? Because basically, you know, it's just yeah, damn, man. Hey, listen, man. NFL gotta clean that up. 
And I'm going to get on the NBA's ass, too, because the NBA got to clean up the rule where they go back and look to see. So oh, the, man. What happened? What is a it a terrible kid? rule. What's, oh, that the NBA rule Well, yeah. Here's cool. why the NBA rule is stupid, because they'll go back to look to see who the ball went off went, went off of. But they, but yeah, but they, but they can't see that the reason the ball went off is because the guy got fouled. Like, what are we talking right. about, bro? Like, yeah, of right. course, the like, ball went out of bounds. You shoved got... me into the ball, right? <laughs> right. right. What are you but talking you about? Can't review the fact that I, I got fouled. Like, well, don't review. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's a goofy yeah, ass rule. Man. Yeah, they're just gonna have at some point they're just gonna have cameras on the floor and like people in boots. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like live on the right, field, or right, right. Because, I mean, they review these plays in New York right now. Which is, so again, which is ridiculous, bro. Again, yeah. Fuck, what are we doing? What are we doing yeah. in 2018, bro? Right. That You know, hey, listen, they said it was a catch. They're, they're obviously in field goal range. Uh, Drew Brees is about to pull a rabbit out the hat on y'all boys, man. Hey, listen, but this is what I was going to say, though. Think about how many quarterbacks their history has changed on field goal kicks in terms of Boy, them. I can name I can name you. I can name you two right now: uh, Jim Kelly and Tom Brady. If the opposite things happen to Jim Kelly and Tom Brady, they be in each other's pantheon. Think about this that, guy, Jim Kelly. That's a great yeah, thing to guy, bring Jim up. Jim Kelly guy couldn't make a field goal. Jim Kelly potentially could have had four Super Bowls. Hey, Randall Cunningham too. Randall. Um, uh, Dan NFC Marino. Title game. Yeah, NFC title game. And I was the biggest Vikings fan that year. That was Randy's rookie year. And that team. And that guy hadn't missed a kick like all season, right? Bro, he hadn't missed a kick all year. And all he did was miss like a a 30-something yard field goal, right? And they lost the game. That's how history gets ridden, man. Because think about it, right? The big homie, um, Jim Kelly, went to four straight Super Bowls. And nobody nobody ever brings him up (laughs) as like one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Nobody brings him up, bro. and, and that's unbelievable to me. Four straight? Jesus. Four Christ. straight, Either bro. The AFC was really down that year because they lost all four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, my goodness. Yeah, man. They, I mean, listen, they were loaded. You know what I'm saying? They, they had were. some Hall of Fame names. They were. But, but still, though, it was something, man. Once you got to that Super Bowl, the NFC said, nah, man. They had a great run of health, too, on that squad. Absolutely. Great, healthy run. Hey, hey, hey Roy, that's a... Uh, Field goal's good. Now, Case Keenum gets the ball back with a timeout in 25 seconds. Nah, he ain't, hey, he ain't got that kind of shit with him. <laughs> hey, listen, he, hey, he doesn't, but these rules do. Now, hey, you, you, throw a couple you know what's up. funny? I, I said this before, that at a certain point in the game, I would just start throwing deep balls and look for pass interference calls. Because, I mean, like, well, yeah. You actually called this in that Alabama game. Of As course. Throw, I was like, balls up. Yeah. You gonna get a shot. You gonna get a shot, bro. Because anytime something happens, the rules are such that they favor the offense so much in football that if you don't got your head, like now it's about like if you do something but you don't have your head turned around, then it's an automatic. Yeah. It's like it's just ridiculous. If the refs feel like it, it's a pass interference. Pretty much. <laughs> but <laughs> Pretty hey, man, much. listen. If the Saints win this, they were down seventeen zero in a hostile environment. They were getting punked, right? And they mounted an unbelievable comeback. Looks like they can potentially finish it off, but this game is far from over. I know what the refs do. Throw a couple deep balls. And shout out to Ted Ginn Jr., who, again, in this game, made a huge play, although it got called back. He made a huge play. Listen, I don't know why the Panthers got rid of that guy. Um, The world may never know, but everywhere Ted Ginn goes, the brother makes plays. Shout out to Teddy Ginn Jr. for just being a playmaker. So, you know. My shout out, Teddy Ginn. 
that's a good squad too, man. Cause when you got that little dual running back shit they got over there in Boy, New Orleans. They got some shit with them too. You know what I'm saying? You got you a deep threat, and you Alvin know that Kamara you got a quarterback that can that can just put it on the money to anybody. That's but a tough team. They start thinking about their future too. The Saints. I don't know if I I gotta look up their backup because you know Drew Brees ain't no spring chicken. Let me ask you this: Well, if they make it and the Patriots make it, what's the best team that the Patriots have made uh, have played in the in the Super Bowl? And I'm saying that because coming into the game with those Giants, I don't think anybody was really giving the Giants a chance. Seahawks. The Seahawks. Probably that Seahawks. I would Seahawks probably agree with that. Won that. And the Seahawks should have won. They, they had the game won. <laughs> they decided that um, they didn't want to win. The Patriots also played against a really good Panthers team. You got to remember, they won a lot of three Super Bowls off last second kicks. I'm with That's you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm just, with you. But again, at the end of the day, because they won, I'm like, oh, they must know. They played right. some teams. That Eagles team with T.O.'s. You know, the boy Donovan McNabb just choked. Well, this guy, he pulled a, a real-life Willie Beeman. So, yeah, yeah, he really did. So. Ooh, big first down. <laughs> hey, look, they playing this deep prevent. You know what that does? What are y'all doing right now? See, you could throw 15 right there. They're, like, trying to hold on to the receiver after he caught the ball. Like, fam, you can get 15 yards, bro. It doesn't make sense. Like, what are y'all doing, New Orleans? You're trying to get a penalty? <laughs> you dig? Like, what are y'all doing? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this now, right? Let's because it looks like New Orleans is going to go on the win. Chase Daniels is a backup quarterback. Hey, man, they need a contingency Jesus plan. Jesus Christ, are you right. kidding me? Hey, shout out to Chase Daniels for never having to work and always getting paid. My go ahead. God, because shout out to South Lake Carroll, dog. Me in Kansas City, they told me in Kansas City that Alex Smith was just his game manager and they needed somebody that can really get the ball rolling, but they never put Chase in. What? Well, I remember him at South Lake Carroll in high school in Texas. And people were talking about how he was going to change the game in football. Went to Mizzou. And he had a hell of a year in Missouri, too. Went to Mizzou, did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I never really believed in what he was doing. And, no, it was just you a know. nice little system they had. They, they coached, did his thing. Implemented that spread offense that everyone's successful in. Yeah, bro, everyone. <laughs> you feel me? So, yeah. But, you know, it's a cold one. Let me ask you this, though. Adrian Peterson. Right, because he was on this mm -hmm. Saints team. Was he it just a, been a cowboy? But go ahead. Was it just a bad fit for him stylistically? Oh, let's, go back, let's go back real quick to Chase. Signed a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal with Philadelphia in twenty sixteen. But go ahead, man. Well, you know, and and listen, people told me Vince Young can't be a backup, but you know, it's funny to me too. Yeah, you know, and and Lamar Jackson apparently can't even play at all. Right, apparently. he can't play. But I hey, forget all that. Oh, let's go you, back to hey, AP. And your man, and, hey, and and your man RG three was looking for work all year. But go ahead, dog. Oh my God, uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, it's just, it's a system fit. And I remember Chris Carter actually talked about this before he went to New Orleans. They do single back. They do shotgun offense. They don't do any eye formation. That's what Adrian Peterson's done throughout his career. So when you take a guy out of the eye formation who's used to having a fullback lead block, right, will have more power sets, two, three tight ends. That's not what the Saints do. So it, it was a terrible fit. It was a bad idea. I thought the Cowboys should have got him as ransom, right, just because they knew, you know, just in case something happens to Zeke, right, or just have him spell Zeke. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't have a, a duo like that and you get a, a, an opportunity to sell even more tickets with having a star like that in your backfield with Adrian Peterson. Now, on the flip side, I was hearing that Adrian Peterson wanted the bulk of the carries, which could be a reason the Cowboys never went with him, right? 
But then I started looking at teams like the Eagles, who had a similar runner prior to uh, prior to him and Demarco Murray. Um, you know, a guy who runs kind of high. You know what I'm saying? Right. I thought they could have used him. Obviously, they got uh, you know, they got good running back situation right now. But I just don't see teams that can't like anybody in the playoffs could use Adrian Peterson. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. And he had a hell of a run when he went to uh, Arizona. So Yeah, he you know. played good football this season. He didn't hey, play bad. shout out to Arizona for getting Pro Bowl caliber. Oh, my God, Roy. Game over. Oh, my God. Is this real? What? Oh, hold oh on, hold on. my God. Did he the get Vikings, deep? Game over. He got deep? He got sort of deep. Nobody, nobody made a tackle. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Hey, I don't, it looks like they thought he went out of bounds, bro. What the F just happened? It wasn't like he went like 80 deep. It was a pretty deep pass, but it looks like the defenders thought he was out of bounds. Hey, listen, man. You listen to People Shan Radio. We're reacting live right now to the New oh Orleans Saints Minnesota Viking game, man. God. You're getting some bonus People's Chant Radio with live wow. reaction right now, man. We'll do it live. That's what we'll do. We'll just do it live. Hold on, fam. Look, this is about a 30 yard pass. Look. Hey, oh my God. <laughs> oh my fucking god so he catches it the safety closes his fucking eyes and dies at this nigga legs game over what the fuck why would you try to tackle him like this wait till you see this play bro I'm Look, at the... the safety closes his eyes <laughs> no 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 I'm not, I'm not joking he closes his fucking eyes and just dies at, at this nigga legs First of all, this is Diggs that caught. Diggs is a little guy, fam. It ain't like he was trying to tackle Gronkowski and you have to hit him in his legs. Diggs is a little dude. All you had to do is wrap this guy up. Now, it looks like they would have been in field goal range, but make him kick the goddamn field goal, fam. That's He's crazy. on boss talk. He's on boss talk. He's on boss talk. <laughs> hey, you should see the same sideline right now. They're in fucking shock. Oh, man. Listen, oh, man. Fam, oh, man. We were just talking about referees blatantly missing shit. What did they miss? No, we're, we were just talking about that. And I, my, my response was he took the money. I don't know this brother's financial situation, <laughs> number 43. Bro, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. At the end of a game, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. Oh my God. This doesn't even look real. Yeah, he would have been on like the 40. Had he made a tackle, it would have been like a really good field goal. You feel me? He'd been like the 38 to 40. What the fuck? This, is so there you go. No more so New Orleans Saints. So listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the play by play. It was about a 30, about a 26 to 30 yard pass, right? The receiver has to jump in the air to catch it. During this time, he's surrounded by two people. The safety has a bead on him, sir. The safety has a bead on him. The safety whisks the tackle. It looks like someone who like acts like they're trying to like block somebody, but they're really not trying to block them, like a whiff block. This is a whiff tackle. I've never seen this in the history of my life at the end of a game. This shit is weird as fuck, bro. Wait till you see this play. Wow. 
Wait till you see it. Though. All right. So listen, we said let's get ready to get up out of wow. here though for the second time. Uh, what and, do you... and on that note, <laughs> ready? Yo, you get the truth first. <laughs> listen, I'm not going to accuse this brother for throwing anything. Those are, <laughs> are help. There's some hellacious allegations, but this is the the weirdest shit I've ever seen. I've never seen that at the end of a ball game. I'm going to watch this brother's career closely from here on out. Wow. So hold on. That so here... was weird. So, <laughs> bro, that well, shit's weird. You know, I played DB at a very high level. High level. I've never seen that. Talk that shit, Cash. High level. Yeah, man. Y'all know. Y'all know nothing about me, man. <laughs> hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I played DB at a very high level. I got, I got the mind of a, I got the mind of a Hall of Famer when it comes to this DB shit. Talk that I've shit. I've never seen that. Yeah. That's weird. That's crazy, man. Well, listen, dog. Y'all got some extra bonus People's Champ with the live reaction to the end of that game. Crazy game. I got to go watch wow. the highlights, man. I'm in the People's Champ Radio hey, that's studios. A corner, by the way. That's a what? That's a that's a starting. I, I believe that's a starting safety. Oh, he won't I be for long. Right listen, now. he won't be. Yeah, he won't be next. Starting year. corner, starting safety. I believe it's a starting safety, and that's a cold world. Yeah, he'll be getting some paperwork. <laughs> He's going to get some paperwork, dog. Hey, if I'm his head coach, I file a grievance right now. I'm looking into this shit. Like, uh, okay, so listen, you, I'm in the People's Champ studio. You're watching the live right now. What Were they in like a prevent for deep? I'm trying to figure out like how somebody got behind him. I guess. No, no, that's the point. No one's behind him. He's behind the receiver. So listen, if you catch the ball. So they right, were in the back. So listen, Roy, let me, let me paint this vivid picture. You catch the ball on, on the sidelines, basically, right? right? You jump in the air to catch the ball with your body, okay? Your back is to me. I'm the safety. I'm behind you. I whiff the tackle. I dive at your legs, and I dive underneath you where you jumped, and I dive about a foot away from where you are. That's what this tackle is. Wow. So essentially, it sounds like you're saying he could have just almost just like pushed him out of bounds and that was, you know. No, not almost, sir. <laughs> not almost. What I'm telling you is that he could have caught this nigga like the dude jumped in the air. He could have caught him landing and just like held him to stay in bounds. That's uh, what he should have did. Yeah. Right. Now, I think the Vikings had one more timeout left. You know what I'm saying? So I believe the Vikings would have had. So it was no reason for him to even goal. try that type of tackle. Bro. There's no scenario in the history of football where you would try to tackle tackle. You know what this sounds like? You remember you on wrap up. You remember on Madden when that hit stick first came out? Absolutely <laughs> what that is. You know when you miss with the exactly. hit stick? Exactly. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bro, this is fucking nuts. Now, hey, now Diggs is getting Hey, Diggs is on so much boss talk right now. Hey, he's taking it all in. He's taking it all in. <laughs> hey, he's on boss talk. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, I done seen it all, Roy Matt. This is crazy, I've right? Seen it all. That's crazy. Wow. That's and so. Look, and look, let's end it on this because we were just talking about this. We were talking about how people miss field goals, right? And then other people get crowned with success, right? We talked about how if Jim Kelly's uh, kicker makes those field goals, Jim Kelly's in a different pantheon in terms of quarterback. Although he's still a Hall of Famer. People talk about him. They don't even talk about Jim Kelly. It's levels to that Hall of Fame shit. They, yeah, they don't even talk about Jim Kelly. Like when they talk about the best throwers and all that right, shit. Right, real talk, talk. They talk about guys like Aikman, right? A guy who never threw more than 25 touchdowns in a season. You feel me? Right. So the point is, is that um, 
pound for pound, Jim Kelly was probably better than Aikman. But because he never won that chip, it's irrelevant right now to those who didn't know the hell Jim Kelly is. So this catch and, and score right here erases all that shit we was talking about with Drew Brees a second ago. No, so real talk. now what happens is Drew yeah. Brees is 40 years old next year. <laughs> you dig me? He's 40. He's not getting better at 40. <laughs> hey, he's a man. He's 40. My nigga, he's a man. He's 40. <laughs> Drew Brees isn't getting better at 40. The NFC is only getting tougher. He's in a division with two other MVP quarterbacks. They're not going anywhere tomorrow. You dig? Right. This was his shot. This was the, his shot. What the Bucks are going to do. But this is just how life works. Yeah, because this, this is Brees' shot to get. This was it. This might be the last Real legitimate talk. shot Drew Brees has to get to the Super Bowl. Because now, because think may about have it. have just watched. That's crazy. Because if he goes and he wins another one, now he has multiple Super Bowls. And that, like you oh, said, people are going to talk about him different now because he has multiple. And, and, and check this out. On the flip side, Tom Brady, right? If he can get past Jacksonville, which is I, I'm, I'm going to be watching that game with my eyes wide open. That's going to be a hell of a game. My prediction was that, to watch the refs in that game. But go ahead. I was, oh, my God. You read my mind. I was about to say, I know the refs aren't going to let that defense play how they played against the uh, Steelers earlier. So with that being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to lose. But Brady gets to face Blake Bortles in the AFC title game. And now he gets to face Case Keenum or uh, Nick Foles in the tight in the uh, Super Bowl. That's what. That's how fucking the game works. Brady gets to play against backups now because Blake Bortles is a future backup. <laughs> He's a future backup. He's a future backup. <laughs> that's, that's, this is crazy, man. Man, people tell radio, man. It's the boy Cashaholic, man. I'm always out here in these streets, man. Yeah, hey, man. I miss y'all boys today, man. I, I, um, you know, we had some miscommunication, man. But you know, it's all good, baby. I'm still here, man. Roy Mack ain't fired me yet, baby. I'm still here, baby. <laughs> y'all know what it is, man. Hey, no chaser radio is the movement. FEDDPC is the plug. People champ. Real news, people champ, baby. Cash out. We'll holler.